Welcome to the Outdoor Wiser brand, where we talk about everything and anything outdoors. On this podcast, we share stories, tactics, and tips to help you enjoy your outdoor experience. Welcome back, everyone. I'm doing this solo today. This is episode number six for the Outdoor Wiser Brand podcast. Uh, just want to say welcome back and, and thanks to everyone that's going to tune in and listen to this right here. Uh, we got some new things coming up this year, obviously, for the podcast. As you can tell, we got some new stuff <clears throat> rolling out. Uh, we're looking into the future and stuff like that, but I'm going to give everyone a recap about about what's going on in life here lately and hunting and all that good stuff. Uh, it's been pretty wild. Second daughter was born uh, April. I think our season opened up April 15th. And she was born the second day of season. Uh, absolute blessing. She's, I think, three months now. A little, little more than three months. She's a smiley, happy little baby. Sleeps perfect. She's, she's an awesome baby. But, uh, with her being born pretty much opening weekend of turkey season, I didn't get to do a whole lot of turkey hunting. Uh, not because my wife didn't let me. My wife understands that I love turkey hunting. I love the outdoors and stuff, but to be a good father and stuff like that, I stayed at home a lot this year uh, <clears throat> during the turkey season. But I did, I did make it out some. I think I went out uh, five times, I think, five or six times this year. Uh, I did shoot my two Tennessee birds. The first bird, I think, I went out two days after the baby was born just to see if some birds was out in the field working and stuff like that. Found some birds, put a stalk on them, got within range, did all that good stuff. Uh, I wasn't even paying attention off to my left-hand side up against the fence row in the the hardwoods right there, but there was a big old long beard standing there. Panicked, squeezed the trigger. Missed him completely. Uh, I think it was two shots. No. Yeah, yeah. It was two shots. Missed the bird completely. Didn't even cut a feather. He was probably 15 yards away. We kind of kind of snuck up on each other. And, and scared each other all in one. Uh, after I missed that bird, I noticed that there was, there was four or five other toms hanging out with about 12 to 14 hens. They eventually within a day or two I would drive by and see what the birds were doing and stuff like that in in a day or two eventually those birds broke up it became a lot easier to make a move on these birds so I went out three days later it was yeah 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 three days later uh, got set up on a bird he was all by himself up in the roost called to him a little bit and next thing you know it was 40 yards is a done deal and that hunt was actually filmed by me and I did a it was a solo hunt video so that's up on YouTube so feel free to go over to YouTube check that out give a like and a uh, subscribe to the channel that's at the Outdoor Wiser brand as well uh, pics pictures are up on Facebook and Instagram on that too social media and everything uh, the second bird second bird I took my lunch break to go check a game camera that I haven't checked on in a year. And of course, when it's turkey season, you just don't go into the turkey woods without a gun or camo or any of that stuff. So 
hopped out of the truck, grabbed some batteries, grabbed another camera in case I found another good spot that I can set this camera up on. Got about 300 yards from the truck and busted out the old slate and one hammered about two, 300 yards away from me. I took off running and cut the distance down on that joker and freaking got, I think I shot him at 32 yards. He, it was, that was in midday. Like I literally looked at my watch at 12.15 when he first gobbled. And by 12.25, 12.30, he was a dead bird. Uh, that was that was a weird bird. He gobbled like a mature bird, acted like a mature bird, strutted like one, all of that stuff. Uh, he was at the distance through the woods and things like that, so I couldn't actually tell, you know, what the fan was and everything from 50, 60 yards out walking through the hemlocks and stuff. But, uh, but when whenever I shot him, he had probably a little over half inch spurs. He had a, I think it was a seven inch beard. His tail looked like a Jake tail. He had, I think, three or four tail feathers at the very top that were long. The others were still, that looked like, it literally looked like a Jake's tail. But he gobbled like a big boy, acted like a big boy, so I treated him like a big boy. And he is in the freezer currently. And that, that was... That was a pretty good hunt. The turkey season, like I said, I didn't get out too much, but it was still a really, really fun turkey season. I didn't really hunt the mornings because I was, I was helping Mama out at the house with the babies. And of an evening, I couldn't roost any birds because I was helping out at the house. I was putting our oldest daughter down for bed and stuff like that while still helping my wife with the baby and everything. And we got it, we got it conquered. We got it down. So the only time I really got to hunt was anywhere from... 10 a.m. to like 2 p.m. and that was why the girls were taking a nap in the middle of the day so so like I said I hunted from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. every chance I could get and uh, shot my second bird at you know 1230 or something like that but the first bird my wife actually let me go out early of the morning because I told her I had one roosted I knew exactly what he was doing I could call him down I could be back home before 7 a.m. And I was back home before 7.15. So that worked out pretty easy. The girls weren't even awake at that time, so it's like I wasn't even there. It was a great turkey season. It was a fun turkey season. Next year's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I think I'm going to hunt with some more buddies next year and stuff like that. But we even went down to Alabama before our turkey season opened up. I think they opened up two weeks before us. Uh, didn't even hear a bird. Seen two jakes and one hen uh, ran into another couple of guys that was hunting the that WMA as well and they said that they only heard one or two birds in four days I think it was so we, we don't know if them birds were, were fired up yet or already were fired up and were henned up and wasn't wasn't playing the game as much as you know us hunters would like them to play the game so Alabama was a little slow. We uh, the first night we were there, we had a massive storm roll through. A tornado landed about eight miles south of us. Uh, we we were sleeping in our trucks, and that was that was wild. We were at the campground, and there was six boys off to the left, and two guys across the campground from us. The guys on the left got absolutely drenched. There, one guy woke up in his tent, and he was sleeping on a cot. 
He said by the time he realized what was going on, he looked down and he said a box of his Twinkies was floating by him. So those guys had a rough night. They were soaking wet. The guys in front of us, across camp from us, they packed up about midnight, one in the morning, and took off. We don't even know where they went. They probably hit a hotel or something like that. But it was Alabama. It was gorgeous down there. It was absolutely beautiful, but the birds just really wasn't playing the game. Uh, one of the game wardens said that, that I talked to down there, uh, one of the biologists, he said there's birds crawling around. Well, we didn't see any birds, but that one hen and two jakes, so maybe try that again next year maybe hunt a little bit later in the season so they get fired back up after breeding some hens um, another thing is Tennessee moved to a two bird limit this year which was pretty pretty crazy a lot of people don't like it because you know we we pushed our season back two weeks and ended it two weeks later but the amount of turkeys that we're all seeing now, I don't know if it was because of we all the hens got bred the first week or two, the first you know week or second week of season, and and those hens laid eggs, and now that's what that's what we were seeing in in June uh, was that first batch of poults. But uh, I've seen more poults this year with with their mamas than I have in the past six years. I mean, I've probably seen 50, 60 little ones running around. So hopefully the turkey the turkey population starts to make a comeback. Hopefully this, this two-bird limit right here actually it does, does some good. In my opinion, I think it will do some good. Some guys are real pissed because they're like, oh, well, damn, you take away my freaking three-bird limit, my four-bird limit or whatever. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're, you're, one man can take two birds. You're saving another bird. And years and years and years ago, our limit was a four-bird limit. So, I mean, if, if if you shoot two birds now, you're saving two. Previous years, you're saving one. So, uh, you know, you, well, what if my neighbor shoots that bird? Well, then your neighbor shoots that bird. That's just part of that's just part of the game. So, I don't know. I think the two-bird limit is going to be fantastic. I think it's really going to work out for Tennessee, the state. Here in the next five to six years, we're going to see a massive turnaround, I feel like. Uh, I think it'll be good. So one of the next thing is uh, deer season. Deer season, we got this is this is the last weekend of July that I'm recording this. It'll probably come out uh, next week. Deer season, I think we've got 25 days maybe 28 days, 28 days until the Tennessee velvet season. I know I'm getting geared up for this. I've got, I've got all my stuff laid out. I've been shooting my bow every day. I've made it a point to shoot either, if possible, shoot one arrow a day or shoot a quiver a day. And I've, I've, I've actually done really, really well shooting at least one arrow or two arrows a day. I've shot a quiver full several, several times even taking a target into work and setting it up out back and stuff like that and at least getting the reps in keeping the muscle memory down keeping everything smooth keeping everything greased up and ready to rock and roll for this velvet hunt and and even when archery season opens up too uh if you guys are going on the tennessee velvet hunt or any velvet hunt in your state if you guys do have a velvet hunt let me know where it's at reach out on facebook or instagram or something like that and 
and tell me where you're hunting and if you shoot one yeah especially if you shoot one definitely send it in and stuff like that we'll we'll post it on our page for uh the uh congrats board we've been running a few game cameras here lately and since we've got a new baby here my summer has kind of been restricted to you know i can't do a whole lot of things after work got to get home got to take care of the baby the two-year-old and stuff like that too so uh, i've been a little bit restricted this year which isn't a bad thing is just you just have to change your tactics besides setting out minerals and running game cameras and stuff like that now when i go hunting it needs to be find the fresh sign look for the fresh sign set up on the fresh sign you know set up a game camera if i've got one there and just start start collecting intel from there i'll i'll usually let the cameras soak the day i set it up until the following year and i'll pull it that way i know which deer are working through there through the whole entire deer season if i don't ever hunt that area again so i know what kind of deer are working through that through like during deer season if it's a rut funnel or if it's just a, a, a staging or bedding like close to a bedding area or anything like that uh that way the following year i can go check it back out i can see what what is used in that area during that hunting season uh the other thing is i've been doing since i haven't i haven't put boots on the ground as much this year walking some of the farms that i've got access to or whether it's public ground or anything like that since I can't get boots on the ground as much as I would like to, I've gone to scouting, e-scouting on my phone, and I've got I got a few different apps that I like to run to because each each app has its own little feature that the other app doesn't have. Uh, Google Maps is really good. I use Google Maps a lot, uh, but like I said, since I can't put boots on the ground, I can't really gather what the inventory is of deer this summer it's it's going to change up how I hunt this year. I know for the velvet season I've got one place that is just it's I know there's deer there. I know I'll see deer. It just I need to go out days before, you know, four or five days in a row, get up on a high point and I can glass that that whole farm, that whole area and figure out where these deer are coming out at if they're still using the same trail every evening. Figure out which way the wind is, go set up that evening and see what I can do. I don't really hunt the velvet hunts of a morning because what time, I mean, you get set up in the tree at dark and the next thing you know, it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, it's 80, 85 degrees out already. You're, you're sweating your ass off. You're not having a good time. You haven't seen a deer. You're fighting more mosquitoes and more, more freaking flies than you are seeing deer or seeing any other animal that you could shoot. So I usually try to limit myself, you know, I, I get to my area at three o'clock, hang out in the truck, make sure I've got all my stuff. Cause usually my, my gear rides with me so I can, uh, I don't change outside my truck or my hunting clothes in my truck. Backpacks usually sit in the passenger seat or it's in the bed of the truck, but i gather my thoughts about three o'clock and then I'll head to the woods about four ish. Uh, and that gives me three and a half hours, four hours to sit because this one area that I hunt for velvet specifically, for some reason, these deer move. They move throughout the pines on the back side of the property. They move throughout the pines. So if I was to go set up, you know, 
in those pines of an evening, there's a good chance that something is going to walk by me moving in the pines. And I don't know if the pines are cooler than hardwoods or, or if I'm not exactly sure why they would use that more during, during, you know, like August during the velvet hunt, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's all a learning curve. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this, uh, this, this upcoming deer season. We got some good stuff. We got some good stuff coming. Hopefully we can get some good videos. Uh, we're going to start doing a podcast at least once a week, or at least try to. Life is pretty, life's wild right now. So whenever we get around to doing a podcast, we're going to try to edit that thing, or maybe not even edit. We may just go just a raw podcast and then upload it. Because uh, we're the kind of guys that we, we really don't don't hide a whole lot. I, we don't want to put on a show for anybody or, or do any of that stuff. So we're, we're just going to... Our, our YouTube videos for this deer season are just going to be very straightforward, uh, joking around. We're not, we're not going to, you know, put on a scene or anything like that to look important. We're doing this because we love to do it. Something always happens to us in the woods. Something always funny. Something, you know, bad. Whatever. Told me and Joey, we got to start documenting this stuff. Something always happens, especially when I go to the woods. I don't know. We just got to get some of this stuff on video. Take some pictures, have a good time, enjoy life, be grateful, be blessed that that we have the opportunity to do this stuff. And and the other thing is, I want to say thank you to all of our sponsors and stuff like that that have actually helped us out and and get us to where we're at so far in this little journey that that we've got. Hopefully down the road, uh, things keep going good, things keep going smooth for us because we we enjoy it. Uh, all of my all of my friends. And some other people have reached out that I have no idea who they are have said have come back and said, "Man, podcast is really freaking good. It's down to earth. It's just it's simple. It's basic. There's nothing extravagant about it. But that's just what we do. So I just want to say thanks to all the sponsors. Thanks to everyone that listens on this podcast. Go live. Go go give a like, a review. You know, comment whatever. You can hate all you want too. Leave a comment too about a." You know, something that we did, we can change it up to make life a little bit easier or, or make it better for the viewers on, on YouTube or better for the listeners on the, on the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast at. Uh, so we're always down for everything. Help us out. We'll help y'all out. So thanks for listening to this episode. Catch y'all on the next one. See you. Follow, give a like, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify at The Outdoor Wiser Brand. And thanks for listening to this episode of The Outdoor Wiser Brand. Stay smart. Stay wise.